back to another episode of Clear the Air. It's a Simply Stogies after show. I'm your host, Tim, and here's how we do it. You listen to the latest episode of Simply Stogies podcast on your favorite podcast streaming platform or watch on YouTube and Rumble. A week later, I bring the hosts, James and Nick, back to the mic in order to recap the show, banter, and sometimes talk smack behind the guests back. Are you reading? I am, even though they are free to tune in. Hey. It's what I'm doing. Let me introduce my my guests. First, I'm going to start off with James, uh, (laughs) since he is so rude. Who the fuck uh, told you? He's calling you an amateur. My God, man. (laughs) I do Mm. all my promos fucking off the top of my head, off the cuff. You're sitting there reading some bullshit you wrote. But I guess Mm -hmm. people like that. They like the amateur effect. (laughs) I just have not been doing this as long as you, James. Uh, why don't you tell us what nobody cares about, uh, what you're doing, and uh, what are you smoking? Well, I'm busting your balls uh, and having a, a lot. Of, this is the highlight of my fucking day. I'll be honest. Like, I've been kind of like, I've been sick all day. just felt like vomiting, and uh, it just hasn't been a really good day. Uh, but I feel great now that I've been able to bust your balls, and I'll continue to do it for the rest of the show. God, I, do you have a closing thing you're going to read? I do not. No, that's Thank all God. you. Look, that's advertisers. You. So hopefully, I don't care if you're like, you got to take the microphone to the toilet with you. If you're throwing up, you're doing the outro. Well, here, like, I just want to, like, advertisers want you to look at me. Like, like Tim, while you're editing this, like, zoom in. Not too far, fucko. Just enough. Because <laughs> they know how you work. Advertisers, listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. All right? I don't, I don't have to read. Okay? I can memorize. All right, I'm not an amateur. I've been doing this for a while. If there's something you'd like me to say on air and you're going to pay me to say it, I'll do it. Uh, I'll do it the way you want, uh, and it'll be at a high level. It so won't a guy be amateur. That didn't want to take any ads. Now he's trying to solicit advertisers on the air. Yeah, that's a big change. Well, I just I want them to know that it won't be Tim. Uh, you know, reading, reading ad, off a of fucking call. Copy. Yeah, no, it'll be me. Like, you're going to get, like, look, <laughs> we bring the fucking talent here, all right? It's not going to be Tim doing it. It'll be oh, me. Okay. And I'm smoking a Nikos, uh, no, LH Nikos. Right. Oh, he's also a suck-up. I am also a suck-up, 100%. <laughs> Shilling a suck-up. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, uh, very unfantastic. Uh, Nick, how are you doing? What are you smoking? I'm okay. You know, we're doing a lot of these. Sometimes I make them and sometimes I don't. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, I was going to say you don't want to get into it? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> what I wanted to, uh, my good buddy and cigar provider and a cigar dealer, drug dealer, uh, <laughs> that gives me everything new. I don't have to do any research or work. This This very nice friend who is... We call him the Cigar Santa Claus around here. He just gave me the Quinta Con, uh, Conge- uh, Genario. It's hard to read. Yeah, well, at least it's not a Potomac. It's, it, it's uh, <laughs> it, I know what it means. It means like basically somebody in his 50s. If a guy's in his 50s, he's a Quinta Genario. Con- yeah. Quinta Gen- okay. it, yes, but in Spanish. Uh, I, that, it's, you got me there. I have no idea. Anyway, made by EPC, put out. Well, it's a collaboration between Skip uh, Martin. You know, and my daughter wants Ernesto. to learn Spanish. Uh, yeah. So I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna learn it with her. Absolutely, I and, highly recommend anybody yeah. learning. Well, any language is great to know. 
and we won't be a typical American and just know one language. Every other country in the world either knows English and then some. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's good for the brain. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and I need all the help I can get. So I think, I think, I think we're going to do that. I don't know what we're going to use yet. Uh, but when I, when I learn some Spanish, um, watch out. Have her watch Sesame Street in Spanish or they have like shows and they yeah, have the Spanish channel yeah. for kids. Believe me, I learned English watching American television. So look what wonders it did for me. <laughs> But, you know, that would actually be good, James, if you did learn Spanish, especially when you're See, at, like, the trade show and shit like that. I know. You what, know. I know what puta is. Well, I don't either, but I'm sure it's something said, you I don't do see much. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's do the show. Let's keep this, let's keep this PG rating. All right. All right. So, obviously, this episode of Clear the Air, we're talking about the most recent episode of Simply Stogies, which you had a guest on. And that guest is Charlie Minato of Half Wheel. And I was actually really excited for this episode. I don't know how excited you guys were to do this episode, but hopefully really excited. I know James is like, what? Uh, yo, I was excited. So here's, so like, <clears throat> here's the thing. Having Charlie Minato on, um, I mean, he's, he's the guy. Him and Brooks put together Half Wheel. They, they have, uh, they have come together and they've done this thing. And then Patrick came on board uh, sometime later and the, and the three of them do what they do at a very high level. And it's different than what we do. And so I kind of want to talk a little bit about uh, the differences because we don't do news, but that's what they are. They're news. Mm -hmm. uh, and they do it at a high level. Pete, when you guys uh, interviewed Pete Johnson, he talked about uh, half wheel and Charlie and, and how good of a job they do uh, getting things out. Even, you know, despite the, the, the spelling errors and, 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 and grammatical errors and whatnot, like they do it at a high level, they get it out. They're quick. Uh, well, they, they, that's their, I know from just spending some time around them while they're actually doing stuff with Brooks. I mean, they really pride themselves. They're like a real like agency. They want to be the first ones to get the scoop and get it up there before anybody else. And they pride themselves on that. And you can see that, uh, yeah. High level, I would definitely say that's what they do. High level. Yeah, and I know just based on the conversation that that Tim and I had last night that he like he he's pretty impressed with how how they do things, why they do things, what what they're doing. Because there was some things in the episode that that he mentioned they're doing where Tim's like like that's a level of give a shit that I don't I don't know that I have. I don't know that I have it either. Uh, you know, we talked about his review. Pro I was super excited to talk about all the things with Charlie. He's one of the most knowledgeable guys in the industry um, who, who's not a manufacturer. When it comes to the politics of all of this, uh, how, where the FDA is at, what, what, like all of that stuff, uh, they just, like, like Nick said, everything they do, like they do it very, very well. So, yeah, I was super excited to have him on. I thought, I thought he would be a good guest, and I was not wrong. Uh, I thought, I thought, uh, he did a, a fantastic job and I, I, like, this was the first time I've ever met him. So I, I only knew of him from what I had seen of him. And at the trade show, he seems fairly reserved, fairly quiet. Doesn't say a whole lot. He's not, um, yeah, he's a, he's a man of a few words. He's not exactly, um, he's not me. Well, no, he's just, he's just, um, <laughs> Reserved, like he's yeah. not and not a big talker. I mean, he's not like he's 
you know, quiet. I would say he's on the quieter side for sure. But he he came on the show. He answered every question. It wasn't yes or no. Like I've had quiet guys on the no, show. No, no, no. He's he's yeah. very. I mean, he speaks well. Obviously, yeah. if anybody's listened to the show, hopefully, and, and he's um, you know very well versed in what he does. So he's definitely an expert in his field for sure. And you know he's dedicated his life uh, to this career, and I envy him in some way. I wish I had started in the cigar business at his age, you know, you're talking about he was in college. So, you know, and uh, I could see it going for a while. I mean, kicking ass. I wish I had to, I really wish I would have found this uh, life. I I mean, I would be in the poor house, but I wish I would have found this, uh, this hobby uh, when I was his age as well, 100% because he's got, uh, he's got a long career ahead of him. Uh, unless he chooses to do something else, I don't think there's anything or anyone that's going to not. And that's not a slight to anybody else doing what we're doing, but uh, they just do it. They, they do it uh, differently. They do it at a high level. It's it looks professional, and, and the guy super nice. Even what he alluded to in the show, it's like if Half Wheel were to start now, he's not sure he would have had the same success. I mean, timing is everything in any business. And I think the timing was just, I don't think it was perfect. I think it's better timing than now. You know, he started in 2012 and relatively quickly, you know, they went right to the top as far as new sites um, were going on. And um, and I'm telling you, like I, I've told the story to James and I'll, I'll tell it here. Uh, my son and uh, Charlie went to the same college. And in fact, my, my son was a freshman when he was a senior I don't remember if they were in the same class or whatever. And my kid kept telling me, cause you know, I was in the cigar business in 2012 and he's like, dad, I, I met this guy and you know, he's got this website and, or, you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. And he, and he kept telling me about, and I'm like, you know, if I had a nickel for every blogger out there, you know, those damn bloggers, those damn bloggers, and, you know, every, you know, and then after like, I don't know how much of a time I go, okay, fine. Nicholas, what, what is the name of this guy's, uh, you know, podcast, uh, web, uh, web uh, site. And he's like half wheel. And I go, Oh, okay. Yeah. I've heard of that one. <laughs> you know, it's like, I was like, okay, that one I knew. So, and that was relatively, I didn't realize how early it was, but you know, my, my son graduated in 2020, uh, 2012. And, uh, I think Charlie said he graduated um, college in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. It was the same yeah. year. Yeah. So your son was a freshman while he was a senior. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. But anyway, the point of it is, um, <laughs> relatively, relatively quickly, you know, they, uh, they hit it, you know, and they, and they become the de facto standard. Uh, and there's nobody else that really, I mean, Coop, you know, he does a great job as well. And he's out there doing the news and listen, like even, even Charlie said, you know, he doesn't want to be a monopoly, um, but he's definitely, you know, up on the top of the heap and, and Coop also does a good job. And the one thing that they're, they're two different people, two different sites, two different personalities, but the one thing that they both have in common is how dedicated they are to what they do. I mean, in any business, when you're an entrepreneur, you work around the clock. You don't have a nine to five job. You can't just say, I'm not going to work. So I can't imagine uh, the hours that they putting, uh, they're putting into their trade. 
I know Coop um, as well works his ass off, and I know Charlie and and uh, Brooks and uh, the team at at uh, Half Wheel work very diligently to provide a great service for everybody. And and I think I think I asked him on the show, you know, what percentage of you know consumer versus industry people because I know the industry uses him as a reference uh, as well. You know, like I'm sure most manufacturers check out the site, uh, retailers, as well as consumers. I, I'm, I'm convinced that, you know, obviously the numbers don't lie. There's just too many for them to, <laughs> to be just industry and retailers. But I'm telling you, everybody kind of uses them as a reference source, you know, and uh, that you know, it must feel good to know you're the one that everybody goes to. Yeah. And when it comes to political stuff and and uh, all the uh, the federal and legal news and all that stuff, he's the first one out there. He puts it out there, and you want to get it. instead of having to do your own research. He's done it for you, so it's there. James, I wanted to go back because you actually said something uh, that I, I thought was accurate, but I wasn't 100 percent sure. You said that you had never met the guy prior to that episode. Yeah, I've I've seen him at the trade show in person a, a few times. He was he was standing there uh, next to me while I was talking to uh, Jeremy uh, and a former employee at Castagli, uh, Vlada Stoyanov, uh, at their table one year. Uh, the first year we saw him around because it was it certainly wasn't as busy. The first year you and I went in twenty one, like it was in twenty two or twenty three. Right. But still, uh, even then, you see, so you see him, you're, you're consciously looking and just in the, like in, at the PCA trade show, you're, you're navigating around, you're looking to see who's around and you'd be like, Hey, Hey, there's Charlie. And by the time that I look in that direction, he's gone. He, he's like, he's like a unicorn. So I barely have caught Charlie in the wild. Yeah. Uh, he's, and, well, I mean, look at the trade show, it, it, it's hard to do anything other than what you're doing. It's very hard to socialize while you're on the show floor. Most of that stuff is, is left for, uh, you know, the evening, uh, festivities and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he, he is a hard guy, but everybody is to pin down at the, at the, at the trade show. But- Especially if you're super focused, like he is to get, you know, like they treat every minute, you know, uh, like as precious. Like again, I don't remember if it was after or during the, the show and he was talking about just how long it normally takes to get lunch there. And somebody <laughs> yeah. like me, I just don't eat. <laughs> or, you know, yeah, that's run. what I do. I don't you know, like screw up. They have lunch delivered to them so they can just maximize the time that they're on. Well, the they floor. wanted to, I, the story that he told us was he, that they, they wanted to, but it was like $40 per person and you had to have a minimum order of 10 people. Or it was ten dollars. No. I think they. Yeah, know, that's 40. right. He had a. Yeah. He had a, somebody go out and get. Yeah. The lunch, so he but, had. Yeah. He has yeah, an assistant yeah. come in and, and and do that, and then him Brooks and and. Uh, um, they have a few other guys that. Yeah, that they are do. There too. They do. Yeah. They do. Um, but those are the three main ones. Um, but yeah, I, look, man, I was struck by because he is uh, reserved, quiet, uh, especially out and about. So I was. My concern going into it is that I was going to get one or two word answers. And obviously I didn't, I got very uh, long explanations, long answers. Plus he was extremely knowledgeable. He seems like he wanted to be there and he seemed to enjoy uh, the conversation. Maybe he didn't, maybe he walked away from that going, God, what is Nick doing hanging out with that jackass? Cause he won't shut the fuck up. Like, I don't, how does Nick not strangle him? 
Well, I, I think somebody like, uh, yeah, somebody's got to carry the conversation. I mean, he answered every question and he was, you know, obviously, uh, you know, very informative, but, you know, in a general conversation with, with, uh, with him, you pretty much have to ask him the questions. I think, I don't know him well enough. I mean, I've socialized and we had a couple of dinners and in Cuba and stuff together. And, uh, you know, I've enjoyed my conversations with him, but he's not what I would call the guy that's going to really, you know, carry the conversation no. or just, just like me, I'm a talkative guy. James, you're a talkative guy. Um, I don't think he's like, Oh, you know, a wallflower or anything like that. I think he definitely is comfortable enough to speak to anybody. Obviously you have to be in this, in this, uh, industry, but I don't think he's a guy that's just going to start saying, Hey, what are you doing? How you, how are you? <laughs> how's, how's things at home? Uh, I can't wait then, to see him at the trade show, Nick, and walk up and go, Hey, Charlie, it's great to see you. And him go, who are you? Who, who are the you? hell are you? <laughs> who are you? Who are you? Are you again? Yeah. <laughs> why, why are you talking to me? I, I'm sure that he got off that interview and went back to a bottle of old Forrester and said, please let me forget. Cause if I forget, there's no regret. That's right. But uh, I, for me, I was really excited because <clears throat> when Charlie started answering the first question, and again, just full disclosure, sometimes I get to watch the video before CTA. This time I didn't. I can only listen to it. Well, you're welcome. Oh. Yeah. Well, it, whatever. Uh, short notice. But when he started talking, that was not what I, that was not the voice. Those were not the answers that I expected. Wait, answers or voice? Like, were you saying like, you didn't think he was going to sound that way or? Yeah. You... Like he just sounded like so much mature than what oh, I guess dude, I thought. Look, that don't get me was... started. Okay. Look. All right. So mature. He, said, he sounded like that when he was 18. I'm yeah, sure. I was gonna say, like Nick yeah. said, he's kind of an old soul. Right. And yeah. Like, yeah. Whatever. Take, like, I have no problem with who he is as, a, as an uh, individual. Like, in a, um, but when he starts, you know, uh, he's, he's getting so old. Like, look, I, look, if you're not in your 40s and you, you, you talk, you're talking to other people who may be a little older than you are. Uh, and you're saying things like, oh, I'm so old. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was so long ago. Like, oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Like, just shut the fuck up. Like, sometimes you got to shut the fuck up. And this is one of those times you got to shut the fuck up. I am, I'm pushing 50. All right? You're not old. Shut up. Well, it's all relative. I remember being 18 and thinking, oh, my God, 30 is, like, so old. So, again, it's all a mindset, you know, uh, well, the other case, part I'm of it, 12. well, the other part of it, I always remember being really young and wishing I was older and acting older because, you know, I had my first business when I was still in high school. So I was had to act older, so to speak, to be taken seriously. Um, so I guess when you're younger, you want to be older. When you're older, you want to be younger. So <laughs> and he's right in the middle. He's right there. Yeah, I, I remember being his age. It was good. It was a good time. Uh, but he's not old by any stretch of the imagination. He is, I will say this about uh, Mr. Minato, is that he is a very intelligent, well-spoken young man who if he doesn't, if he doesn't, uh, um, which I don't think he will because he's been doing this for what, like 10 years, 11 years, 12 years, 13 yeah. years, quite a while. Uh, 
if he doesn't screw it up, like he will be doing this until he decides he doesn't want to do it anymore. There will be exactly. nothing that pushes him out. For as long out. as he wants to, yep. yeah. He, they, he's one of the few guys in the industry, both on the manufacturer side and on uh, this side, the media side, where he can speak intelligently to almost any topic whatsoever. Uh, we were talking about, uh, once the show had ended, we, we were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, plans for next year and all the things that we all have going on. Um, and, and he was like, no, I'm very excited to, to get out of the country. He's like, you know, I haven't done a lot of these in the last couple of years. I'm really excited to, to go to, you know, all of these different countries. And for me, like that, I think that's an adventure. Like, I don't know that I would have any itinerary other than to just soak in as much information that I could from factories and from manufacturers and, and from the people in and around the industry. And he's like, he had two or three very specific things that he was wanted to focus on on that. And I was struck by that because if I were to go, which would involve getting in a plane, we all know I don't get in a plane. I enjoy the illusion of control. Um, that I would just, I'd be like a kid in a candy store. I'd be bouncing around like Tigger. Just, I would be very excited. And he's just like, yeah, I want to, I can't wait to see this, 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 and this. Like, I'm really looking forward to, because these are things that will impact the industry for years to come. And I'm just like, man, I wish I had that focus. <laughs> I don't mean yeah. it, right? Focus is the right word. Uh, another word that comes to mind is super organized. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have to be when you have so much on your plate. I can tell you firsthand seeing him in Cuba and Brooks year after year, you know, he's there a week, but that poor guy, he works like a dog. I mean, when he's out there, when he's not doing what he's doing, he's writing and he's, I mean, he works his ass off. I mean, he is like, there's not a minute to spare. Um, so they maximize their time and, you know, it's a great way to be, especially when you want to be the number one guy. Oh, they are. They're, they're the number one guys. And I, look, no, this is no shade to Coop. Or, or, or Garofalo and the boys over there at the Cigar Authority or it, literally anybody else. Half, unless something drastically changes, in, like no one's ever going to knock Half Wheel off. Like Half Wheel, and I told him this, it's like a Wikipedia of cigar knowledge for the industry. Yeah, well, Half Wheel's got its, you know, they've, they've etched out what they've etched out and, you know, they have not expanded into other areas and i'm sure if they did they would they would dominate in those areas as well i mean right now the website is what everything is driven to um and he's only really started doing podcasts you know guest guesting on different podcasts and stuff only in the last couple of years as far as i know of um i remember you know i talked to brooks years ago of trying to get him on as the news guy uh on smooth draws at one point um and then we ended up getting Coop. I don't know. I don't know what happened with Brooks, but, but, uh, you know, I think he wanted to, but I don't remember. Coop, but, Coop uh, was the consolation prize. Is that what you're saying? No, no. Coop, <laughs> Coop was a friend. Coop was a friend. I think actually, believe it or not, it was Gary that wanted half wheel. Um, and I was like, okay, we'll go after half wheel. I know Brooks fairly well. I didn't know, um, Charlie that well at that point. And, um, I think he couldn't do it for some reason or another. Well, and Patrick's said, hey. got the voice, man. Like Patrick's the one with the podcast voice. 
Well, you know, he's an announcer, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did know that for, <laughs> like, he does spring training and stuff. and Arizona or one of the baseball teams? Yeah, Colorado Rockies, I think. Is that maybe? what it is? I, I, I have Arizona, to look at like, his, I haven't yeah. looked at his profile in a while, but I think that's what it, it was, one of those two. I think he does, like, spring ball maybe down in Arizona for him. I don't know. You can go look. I I, I, I don't know, but he's got a great but voice. But he does have the voice. He's got the radio and, voice. You know, for sure. you bring that up, Nick, and I didn't get a chance to ask him that, but like, why, I, why not get into this space? Because again, all three of those guys have a level of knowledge that I think is uh, commensurate with, with most uh, manufacturers, most blenders. I can tell you right now, the reason is, there's not enough time. There's not enough minutes in a day. I mean, right now they are so devoted and their, their schedule is so filled. I can imagine with what they're doing just to put the content out on the web, on the website at the time, you know, they're like first ones out there. Yeah. Yeah. First you, ones out you would, there. they would almost have to bring in somebody that, they would that have, they spearheads would the podcast and all they have not to only do that, is sit but down. They have, and, yeah, they would have to, but that's still, they'd have to still put two hours or three hours every week or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So uh, it's not something, Hey, listen, they may jump in the space. Why we're, not? Uh, we're, uh, we're available for hire, Charlie. But no, they've been doing it. What? Uh, 10, 11 years. Yeah. 11 uh, years. How, is, how long? Is, well, I think 2012 about, is when they launched. I think you said. Yeah, that, but so so he'd been doing it before that with his right. own website, and, and Brooks was doing it before that with their own website. And then they got together and they they formed Half Wheel, um, and then they brought Patrick on later on. And they're yeah, like yeah, they've been doing it for a minute. Like, and we've only been doing this almost five years now. Yeah, you've got longevity and and focus, and and you put those two things together, and you keep at it. Eventually, you could plausibly get to that level. But it's not going to happen overnight. Here's I I will say this right now. Um, And I know that there are going to be some out there who know me are going to be like, that's a defeatist attitude. And I don't think it is. I think it's realist. I don't think anyone is ever going to knock half wheel off, especially us, because we don't do we we don't. It's a different it's a different thing. That's right. That's right. Compare apples to apples. I mean, (laughs) I don't think there's anyone. Well, Coop does press releases and. There's others. I, there are others that smoke and tobacco does them. Uh, there, there's a few others, but uh, I go to half wheel. I go to coop for other things. Like I'll go, I'll go to coop for reviews um, just because I've, I, maybe this is just me, but I, I find that, that my palate can understand what coop is saying and his staff better than what Charlie's saying. Well, it's a different scorings program and everything else. Right. And so that's just personal preference and it's not a professional slight against Charlie. I go there for the news and I do read their reviews, but I don't read their reviews for uh, informational purposes. I read the reviews to be like, oh, I wonder just what they thought of this. You know, what did they, what did they score this cigar? Was this cigar, you know, was it how, seven, how many, nine, are they going to use a uh, copy paper, mayonnaise, thousand island dressing again, <laughs> okay, look. which, so which you, pretty- <laughs> I loved this. His, his defense to that was amazing. I loved it, yeah. but you yeah. threw that in there yeah. like more, a couple times you threw yes. that in there and yes. he didn't flinch. No. He's and just like, to- yeah, whatever. Well, look, man, good on him for for not flinching because that's mm-hmm. that's what a professional does. A professional you, rolls. You with own punches. what you say, and yeah. and he and I don't think defense is even the right word. I mean, he basically explained 
his reasoning for those particular words. And like you said, he did it well. He did it very well. And and I had no problem with his explanation, with his, I, I wouldn't call it a defense. I would just say he was like, oh, well, yeah, that's that would make sense with this. I don't remember what cigar exactly you're talking about, but like these two things are similar. And I've, you know, you've smelled paper before on, on cigars. I think we all have, and we've all probably tasted it a little bit, but it's never been anything that I would consider a major flavor component that I would put down on paper and be like, man, there's a lot of copy paper in this. Yeah, um, but you know what? I never read that review, but when you said copy paper, it, it, it triggers something in your mind, the smell of copy paper, smell of a copy machine as it comes out. And it's not exactly a, a good, a good no, smell. I, no. I hate that. Like these are the <clears> older <throat> copy no. machines and you're like, Oh, you, you smell the toner yep. is what he was really talking about. Right. Or the actual paper. I don't know. Like you can smell copy paper and it doesn't, doesn't have quite as much of a, of it's a, not like a library as, smell, you know? Yeah. But like toner's got that nasty smell. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that's what he was referring to, but as soon as that initiated a response from me, so and look, that was kind of cool. While it is fun for me in uh, in, in my uh, friends group to poke fun at other people's reviews, which I do all the time, like just full disclosure, like full transparency, uh, and feel free to make fun of mine. Shit, I make fun of mine all the time. Um, you know. I wasn't, it's not, it wasn't that type of interview. It wasn't like, Hey, Charlie, could you please explain to me how you have put the description of water in your, like, what does water taste like, Charlie? Like that wasn't, it was never that because he's used water as a, as a descriptor for, for some of the flavors that he gets in a cigar. And I've never, unless it's, well, you know, there's water water sommeliers too. I do. No, I get it. I get it. And look, maybe he's a super taster. I'm not, (laughs) I I, I don't, I don't know. But for to me, water is, it's not tasteless, but it is the most bland flavor. It's it's just wet. Well, no, 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 it's no. not. It's there's a flavor to it. Sorry, there's definitely a flavor, and there's definitely not not, I, not that I claim I'm a water or sommelier, but I can definitely taste the difference between say Fuji water. I'm adding it to oh, your, yeah. your oh, website. I'm adding yeah. it to the website right now. Water <laughs> sommelier. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna be my next website. Actually, no, I'm, I'm sure they exist. <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't I wasn't gonna like beat him up over his reviews because I know people uh, make. Fun of the the pink Himalayan sea salt, like how is that different than just table salt? Like what are you doing? Like, I, but it's it's all about showmanship and descriptors and keeping the audience engaged in what you're writing, and that's a sign of a good writer. Um, so good on him for for owning the copy paper mayonnaise and Thousand Island dressing. Uh, I still don't think those are three descriptors I would ever use uh, in a cigar review unless I had dipped it in a jar of Thousand Island dressing. Mayonnaise and then rolled it in copy paper. <laughs> rolled it in copy paper and then lit it. <laughs> no, no. But uh, look, they're still the most read, uh, you know, cigar blog, whatever you want to. They're they're a news outlet. They're the most read cigar news outlet on the planet, and for a reason. Um, I was more uh, curious, and we didn't. I don't think we spent much time on this thing. Uh, but I was more curious about how. He what like what his thoughts were on the PCA legitimately moving into the space that that we're all in, which is what they're doing. Well, um, I think I think he touched enough. I mean, we don't want to beat a dead horse with this PCA stuff. I mean, I think I think we spent an exact amount of time that we should have. I mean, it's like I okay, so now they're doing reviews. 
and they're trying to, you know, Antoine is a guy that he's been in many other um, organizations prior. I think his last gig before that, he ended up going to tobacco business, which was technically the competition when they got into the trade show business. Um, and he was responsible for that. And I think he did a hell of a job. Now he's somebody that I've met and, and I know he's a very creative person himself. And, um, you know, they, they're trying to utilize his talents of what he can do. So I think that's why they've expanded to where they have, and they want to just offer more to their members. Uh, Yeah. That's what I was going to say is, you know, they're, they're, what they're trying to do in my mind is just hit up their members. Hey, I'm, I'm communicating you with you. I'm sending you something, uh, you know, compared to, I'm only going to talk to you guys or talk to you three times a year. And two of them is when I want money. But okay. And you two are not wrong. You're not, but I'm going to play devil's advocate for, for small outlets like us who are trying to make it and trying to establish and, and stay in the niche that we have, we have kind of carved out for ourselves over these last five years, uh, as well as grow and, and evolve and change and do all the things that we need to do to make sure that we're, we're around for as long as, as half wheel and coop have been around um, it, it, to bring in. They're a ringer in the industry because they, they can literally get, Anybody who's in the PCA, they like they, they can. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's a level playing field. But that's just from me looking at it from the standpoint of a, of a, a an outsider business owner, right? <laughs> like, that, why why do I have to compete against them? You're not wrong. They are they they are just uh, communicating with their with their uh, members and 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 getting the information out there. 100%. And it should be two different audiences. It should be. But Nick, you and I both know that folks in the industry, some of them pay attention to, to half wheel and, and uh, coop and us and others. Uh, so it does become a, everyone's kind of fighting for the same set of eyes. No, not really. PCA is not going out to the consumers. That's really technically directly just industry people. Well, sure, but the industry people look manu- at the industry people right. look at us and them. Yes, but they only look at industry retailers and manufacturers. That's who their that's who their audience is. That's who their membership is. So that's all they're going. They're not attempting to go to the other side. Now, on our end, as a consumer related type thing, and even half, if you asked half wheel, they're a consumer. They would say they're a consumer uh, oriented, but does all the industry and manufacturers also utilize them? Absolutely. But the, you know, their audience is not that that's just kind of bonus area. Yeah. So they're just going after their one little market. It's, and it's pretty little if you think about how small this industry really is, but it's a great way. I think it's, I think it's good that they're doing that because they're communicating regularly with their membership. And they're and like, you, like Tim said, it's not just once a year, you know, they're just around the trade show. They're, they're throwing stuff. They're giving you stuff th- throughout the year. And I don't think it's a bad thing. And I think that's where Antoine and, you know, his team or whoever he's got working with them to do that, you know, that's what they're doing now. And I think that's definitely helped them grow as well in, in the right direction. Yeah. Hey, look, PCA, if you're looking for a weekly podcast, uh, looking for some podcasters to maybe come on board to the PCA and put out the content you want. Man, you I can really be are soliciting. Oh, dude, you are it's, really. It, it is, it, this is like the, is the Simply Stogies want ads right here. Yeah. <laughs> Classifieds. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. One of the things uh, that I, as as a 
person who tries to be a little bit into the bourbon world and enjoy bourbons, I really liked how uh, Charlie kind of utilized uh, the bourbon market and how uh, there's people out there that have the ability to get bourbons, uh, certain bourbons at a decent price, and then they go uh, and third party sell those bourbons for huge markups. And the same thing is happening in the cigar industry. Yeah, it's always been. And that to me, I mean, yeah, social media obviously makes it a little bit easier because now you can, you have a group of people that you can easily offload your cigars to. But at the same time, I wonder why do people consistently do that? Like there, like there's some bourbons out there that I have my max price at and I won't spend a penny above that. But yet there's people that are driving these prices. They're still buying them. As an example, uh, Colonel Taylor is one that I like. And $100 for a bottle is my max price. And I got a text from a buddy today who found a bottle for $700. And I was third like... Third party, right? No, uh, third party. Yes, aftermarket. Yes. Yeah, yep. aftermarket. I was like, who in their right mind would buy that? So I always wonder, why would you do the same thing like cigars? Why would you pay more? Like, is it something that you just have to have or... Well, well, well you can okay. relate you can relate that to anything. Like right now the big market and watches, you know, Rolex watches, the secondary market. You could buy a Rolex brand new uh and literally flip it the next day for like a ten thousand dollar profit. Five years ago that didn't exist. You could walk into any any uh, Rolex dealer and buy a Rolex. Now you can't. So the secondary market has blown up and there are people waiting years and years. So Right now, the one that, uh, not to get onto watches too much, but like if you get the, the Rolex Daytona Panda, you can't buy that. If you try to go into a store, they'll tell you it's five, six years waiting list, which is another way of saying you're never going to get it. But you want to pay $10,000 over, and you can get that thing within, within a week or two. There's, there's somebody selling one out there legitimately for 10000 over. So it just it's the same thing. If you have that disposable income, and for you, $10,000 is not a factor and you just want it. It's all about supply and demand like anything else. And if you have the cash and the resources and you don't want to wait five, six years, hey, 10000 will put it on your wrist today. If you want that cigar or that bourbon and you don't want to wait, you don't want to, you know, shop and find it and this and that, you can pay. You can get just about any. Listen, you can pay just about anything for anything if you pay the right dollar. You will get what you want as long as you're willing to pay for it. That's what it comes down to. But do you uh, think it hurts the? Do you think it hurts the industry? Well, look, I, I, look. So no, I don't think at all. So we're talking. Why do you I think, think it hurts it? I think we're talking. At least I, I'm thinking of two different things. So the first thing we're talking about is secondary market. I don't. I'm not sure if secondary market really hurts the the industry at all. But I, I do remember asking Charlie uh, about the. Uh, uh, the the thirty thirty dollars cigars, the twenty dollars cigars, the fifty dollars cigars, a hundred you know three hundred dollars cigars. Uh, and, and I was um, taken aback by how quickly and confidently he answered that. He says cash grab, but it's not going to stop until the market won't bear it. Uh, and that's exactly and, right. And and I I guess. On one hand, I, I don't think it's good for the industry, and he agreed. He said that it will price people out of the of the of the hobby. And you know, I, I've said this before on the show. I've talked to 
multiple uh, lounge owners across the country, and they've all pretty much said the exact same thing, is that foot traffic is down, sales are up. So people who are coming in are buying more, but there are fewer people coming into the lounges. Uh, and, and a lot of that is because I think that, that the cigar industry is starting to price people out. But like Charlie said, this is kind of an insulated industry from, from all of the economic woes that, that go on because it does take a, a, at least a modicum of disposable income to participate in the hobby uh, to begin with. So, you know, everyone's got different levels. I think the problem we have as an industry is how do we get new blood in? You know, there's always new manufacturers coming out with new cigars. There may be new shops opening up, uh, you know, maybe not as regularly because it is a tough business, but they're opening. But consumers, how do you get more people smoking cigars? That's the trick. I think part of the, and look, we we talked about uh, the TikToks on uh, on the show as well and you know charlie said you know he doesn't it's not a space he would go in because it is geared towards uh the 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 younger generation but as that younger generation gets a little bit older and they're still using tiktok kind of like how boomers use facebook uh gen x uses uh twitter or x uh you know well, they all started with the young kids, right? And then the older people eventually get into it. And that's when young yeah. people get out. Like so, you talk to a guy under 25 and I don't think they're on Facebook. No, you know, they're like, we don't use Facebook. And there's so many people that I've met. They're like, no, no, Facebook, what, that's still out there. It's still a thing. You know, they think it's like MySpace. Yeah, there was, like, there was a time that at work we communicated with the team through Facebook. And then you started getting new people in, the young people. And they're like, yeah, no, that's something my parents use. I'm not touching that. <laughs> and we're like, oh, and that, crap. And you're right. And that's, but you know, the one thing I got to say about Drew Estates, again, I've mentioned it many times. I'm not a fan of flavored cigars. Just not my thing. I was going to go there. Yep. But, but the one thing we have to credit Drew Estates is from bringing in a lot of these newer, you know, smokers. Cause they all start with the acid and the flavored cigars. And, you know, I would rather try to teach somebody how to go from a real, you know, like a, a, a non-flavored, I don't want to say a real cigar, a non-flavored cigar and try to teach them and teach them on how to smoke and what to look for and, and to kind of bring them along in that journey, trying to bypass that whole flavor. But that flavored market is what brought so many people. So we got to give kudos to Drew Estates for bringing in a lot of new smokers because all those flavored smokers that started off as flavored smokers eventually graduated to non and became real smokers. I don't think that's a fight we're going to win. I think no. flavored cigars days are numbered and that is going to have an impact on the industry, which is why I honestly think social media is so important and we've got to find God damn it. I can't believe I'm about to say these two words in this order, but we have to find safe spaces uh, on, on, <laughs> On social media uh, for us to be able to like, look, you will, you will eventually find this podcast if you're looking for a cigar podcast. But if you go to Google and you type in cigar podcast, we're not there. Now, if you type in Stogie's podcast, we pop right. You know, I, I thought of that. I've actually thought of that. And I was just thinking about it a lot more recently. I know this is a offshoot of it, but I was hoping we put cigars somewhere in because 
you know what? That is true. If somebody's looking for a cigar podcast, they're not going to type in stogies when I had smooth draws. They're not putting in smooth draws, you know. They're putting, before that we were called cigar guys, and then for legal reasons we had to change the name. But the word cigar definitely makes it easier for new people to find you. So I don't know. Yeah, no, for you know, sure. Uh, maybe maybe we change it to simply Stogie Cigar Podcast. Because then That's what I was just going to say. Yes, right yes, least, exactly. At least uh, in the title. In the I guess. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you go to DuckDuckGo.com, which is an alternative to Google, and type in Cigar Podcast, it's pages of Cigar Podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And there so are pages of Cigar Podcasts on, on, on Google, for sure. And different so we platforms could, are filtering and, and and letting you see what yeah. they want you to see. Yep. And we can do a better job at SEO and we can put cigar in the name of the podcast and change the logo. Well, that alone will just, I think. Um, yeah, no, 100%. We, 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 we could do all of those things. Um, and, and we probably should, but I think, again, the whole point uh, of, of this diatribe about uh, uh, social media and whatnot is that's how we're going to bring in uh, the younger smoker. That's how we're going to bring in new smokers. That's how we're going to bring in. Uh, when I say younger, it's 21 up folks. Fuck right off. Uh, in America. We're in, yeah. In America. Like if you're overseas, like smoke them if you got them, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what your local laws are. Follow your local laws, boys and girls. Um, but I, I, that's how we're going to bring people in. And so uh, while I have not utilized, we have a TikTok account. I have not utilized it. Um, I just did my first reel today, Tim. Ooh, yeah. on, on the TikToks? No, not on TikTok. I said real. Like not oh, oh I didn't that's Instagrams. Oh, I, Instagram I got to check that Facebook. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did my on first grams. Yeah. Uh, so that may be something. Listen to you, Tim. Listen to like a fucking. <laughs> on the gram. On the gram. We're on the gram. Like, he's, he's so hip. He's on <laughs> the gram. <laughs> he's the least hip guy I know. Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, so I just put the first one out today and it didn't really seem all that difficult. So I think that may be something we continue to do going forward, uh, which by the way, you can check us out on Instagram at simply Stogies podcast or on, the uh, gram. Uh, on face or the gram. If, if you're a child or, or Tim, uh, check us out on Facebook. If you're a boomer, uh, <laughs> just search for simply Stogies, facebook.com, uh, forward slash, uh, simply Stogies podcast. Uh, and it's at, Simply Stogies podcast. I'm almost sure at TikTok, and then Simply Stogies on Twitter. X. Simply Stogies cigar podcast. Uh, we uh, are gonna. Okay, <laughs> fine. Jesus Christ. Fucking. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But yeah, we, we want to be on the that, first page. Uh, I don't care. I, I I don't. I do, and I don't. Like I certainly. Look, we, as, we are as you say, shamelessly as I shamelessly plug and everything to and try to bring yourself, sponsors yeah. and advertisers. Like, look, we are we are always in uh, the top ten thousand, top eight thousand of podcasts worldwide, according to Chartable. Uh, we are always in the top couple hundred when it comes to entertainment, when it comes to leisure, when it comes to hobbies. Uh, we do we do all right, Tim. You know what kind of uh, hits we get on the website? We do all right. We uh, we so do all right. Yeah, and and that was the next thing I was actually going to talk about is um, when Charlie was talking about breaking down the stats of of uh, Half Wheel and who's looking at what and so forth. I was like, dang, maybe we should start doing that because that's what all we do is look at the raw number. Like this is how many hits, this is how many visits, and but it took them twelve years to get to that point. Mm -hmm. Like we'll hit five years in February. Like can we maybe? Like, let's just try to grow. I think, honestly, we're in two different 
two different places. Half Wheel is number one to the big dog, and ain't nobody taking them down sure. anytime soon. We are we are a Chihuahua uh, on the uh, in, in comparison. Feisty little dog. I don't even know if we're feisty. We're just we we like rocks. What? <laughs> there are there are people out there that will understand exactly what I just said, Nick, and I will explain it to you when we're off the show. Um, okay. <laughs> but we like, uh, but we do like rocks. And, but we'll get there. Well, like we'll get there. I'm I'm more concerned with growth right now and just putting out a polished, uh, great sounding, uh, as good looking as I can be product. I mean, you two look great, except for Tim and his fucking, like he he did the GI Jane haircut. Um, Military it, it, boy. Wow, G.I. Jane. Damn. <laughs> I didn't say, you said Jane? G.I. Jane? I, I, I said G.I. Jane. Yeah. That was this movie where Demi Moore shaved her head. I, I yeah, am, yeah. yeah. Like, look Will at his Smith, head. Uh, look at that. We know look all at about that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's a G.I. Jane joke, goddammit. <laughs> One of these days, it's just going to be me and Nick, and James is just going to be audio. <laughs> I'm depriving this episode. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like, so I want to, I want to focus on that, focus on the things we're doing right now. And then when we grow a little bit more, I've got no problem digging into the numbers. I think it's a great idea. And I think that will only help them in the long run. But I mean, you want to talk about digging into numbers, uh, Tim, they're not only do they, are they digging into who's, you know, reading, who's, who's going to the website and they're going to send out uh, surveys and, and all that. They're like, they do things with cigars that we just don't do. For example, oh, take like yeah. they're 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 weighing cigars to see if there are any inconsistencies, and he said that they're they're wildly inconsistent. Uh, they're smelling the cigars, like they'll take three of them out of the same box, and they just they all smell different. He's like it's just wildly inconsistent, and there is no real standardization across. Uh, the industry is just kind of everybody doing their own thing. And I, I, I kind of like at some point, someone's got to step in and standardize it. Right, Nick? No, I don't think so. I mean, if you try to improve your quality control, but again, it's a natural product. And the other thing Charlie said, which is so true, tobacco, I always say tobacco is a weed, man. It'll grow anywhere in any soil where it grows makes a big difference. But he used the word resilient and he is amazed. And that is what tobacco is. It's a very resilient weed that uh, will grow depending on what you put in is what you're going to get out. And um, he's surprised about how many variables there are and how they still taste pretty good. Even the ones that are not, you know, it's not like they taste terrible. He said, it's no. just different. You know, it's just, it is just different. And you can, you can, I don't want to use the word cobble together a review, but I am going to use the, the, you can cobble together a review. If you smoke enough of the cigars, like this is why a little kind of behind the curtain for us. I always tell all of our reviewers like minimum two, but I would prefer three. And if you've got to do four or five, then do four or five uh, just to make sure that we're getting uh, the right flavors because you can smoke one, like Charlie said, and then smoke a second one the next day. And it's completely different. And then smoke a third one, and that third one might be the same as either one or two, or different than one or two. And then kind of like, where do you go? And you're having to like pull things together, and and then it's more of a vague, you know, this one was mildly woody, while the other two were overly woody. It's just you can do it, but yeah, like we always do. I always tell people, do three if you can. Two's fine, but I would prefer three because then you kind of you can really get a sense of what's going on with the cigar if you're doing three. 
especially yeah, we if haven't had, we box. haven't had too many that are below no. three. No. I mean, there was a, there was a short stint where we had uh, a reviewer doing just two, but yeah, for the most part, I think we're doing three or more uh, across the board. Yeah, like we, you and I threw around the idea of doing quick reviews once upon a time. Mm-hmm. And, and the problem with the quick reviews is uh, it's not a consistent, it, like your mileage may vary a lot because we only smoked one for this review. It's a very quick review. This is kind of just my experience. And there's nothing really wrong with that. And I, I just would prefer a more um, deep dive into the cigar and, and, kind of what what people find going on with it instead of just a, like a quick oh, i just did this one review and this is it we've tried quite a few things uh on the website and uh i we think have. more have failed than have been successful uh, but next uh, up it, is selling feet pics <laughs> that's, that's another social media platform let's not get nick signed feet, up for that today feet, feet what is that nick, feet foot pics like you just take pictures of your feet and you sell them yeah no <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have a meeting actually after this, so we are running a little short on time. So I just wanted to uh, throw one last question out there. Uh, Climate change, fact or fiction? Because you guys did talk a little bit about climate change and and Charlie seems to be. uh, Thank you very very much, everybody, for watching the show tonight. We really do appreciate it. Uh, It was great having Charlie on. He was fantastic. Uh, That's Tim. He's our host, Nick Sirius. Uh, as always, it's good to see you. I don't want to talk about, here's the thing. I, I will, if you want to come on the show, if you're a guest on the show and you want to come on and you want to talk about something as a, a big of a hot topic as climate change, go for it. I have no problem. I'm not going to participate. I may ask you follow-up questions, uh, but I, I don't want to get into um, that kind of hot topic. It's, it's, it's such a divisive thing. I don't want to talk about it. I, I really don't. But I, I will say this. Cuba has been hit. Ravaged would be a good word uh, with, with, with weather lately. Um, and it's probably not going to get any better. Is that due to climate change or is that due to weather? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I mean, there were years in Cuba, like there, there were decades where the tobacco quality was nowhere uh, at the level that it is now and and not that now is the best it's ever been some you know arguably but there have been years where you know because of bad storms or bad whatever you know the you guys are, I'm sorry dude. he saw the look that i gave the camera and he just <laughs> okay sorry. sorry but yes you know weather definitely affected it but He's talking about also, you know, the the rise in temperature, and that's going to affect it as well. The the actual warm global warming and all that, but definitely weather is has definitely always been a factor. I mean, yeah. look what a factor it's been this past year in Ecuador and 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 other Central American areas. Uh, Ecuador was hit the hardest this last year. Cuba, I mean, look, they had a couple of big storms, and their yield is definitely down. So you know, for a country that can't seem to produce enough as it is and everything they're producing is selling and then some at you know triple the prices um you know if the supply goes down even more it's only going to make the prices even higher and less uh obtainable to people so yeah that's definitely a thing that's a whole that's a whole show yeah that's a, that is a whole show and, and to be fair to charlie that is the that like that's a that's the right thing to call it is climate change just because whether you believe in 
climate change, global warming, whatever or not, or you, you, it doesn't matter what your political stance is on on that term. Uh, he's he's right. Uh, it, it it is going to get um, probably worse before it gets better, and we'll see kind of how things shake out. Like you know, along the same lines, if World War Three were to happen, is Nicaragua going to be an ally? On ours, probably not. Like, how is that going to affect, you know, imports coming out of uh, into the U.S. from from well, the political uh, climate in Nicaragua is affected I over know. the years for sure. Yeah, we don't need World War Three to get there, but you know, that's always a, you know, a hotbed. So that's kind of anytime you're dealing with anything agricultural, uh, as far as import and exports, it's always a uh, it's always dependent on the weather, and it's dependent on a whole lot of other things. Uh, other than, you know, just how it was rolled in the factory. Right. So, yeah, I mean, he's not, Charlie wasn't wrong. I just, I, I, I just, when he said that, like my, I immediately went into, I don't want to talk about politics kind of thing. I'm like, all right, let's just gloss over this. Well, he was trying to, uh, you know, avoid that. I mean, he did preface it by saying, you know, the majority of people that do seem to smoke, you know, premium cigars tend to be on the conservative side of politics, that doesn't, you know, discount not, anybody not, that's not. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not a, a hard rule. It's a it, it's a painting with a broad brush kind of thing, and I don't disagree. Uh, and the only thing I'll say about politics is uh, I hate both the right and the left. So what do I care? Uh, like I, I'm more concerned with with getting my cigars, being able to enjoy them, and getting them at a price that isn't you know fifty dollars a cigar. After this, we'll sit down and have a conversation, which really means an argument about uh, the perfect cigar and digging into score sheets. But until then, why don't you go ahead and sign us out here so we can get on with the night. We're not even going to talk about digging into like the score sheets. We're not going to, you Do you want to? I, I do. I really do. I think it's an interesting conversation to have. And everybody scores them differently and everybody has their own way of looking at them and they've revamped theirs. And, and, you know, I, I, we talked when we first started doing reviews, uh, I had a reviewer called, uh, his name was Mike and Mike Brieg, uh, reviewed for us for uh, several months. Uh, and he reviewed for somebody else and he was moving those reviews over to the website. Uh, and then unfortunately he had a medical, uh, emergency come up and he is no longer allowed to smoke cigars, uh, via his, uh, doctor's orders. So, uh, we've kept it that way in uh uh to kind of honor what he did for us at the beginning uh but it's been five years it might be time to revisit that as a team after the trade show uh and and maybe revamp it uh and kind of look at look at some different things and get a lot of input from from uh you know our staff and and the people that work with us Uh, but i think they do a good job of it and like he said he saw he saw a problem with theirs they were always getting 89s and so they had to fix it. Like, how do we get out? How how do we get higher scoring cigars and lowering lower scoring cigars? Like, we've got to fix this so that everyone's just falling into this like right on the cusp of of the nines or nine. Yeah, because what was what did he say? Like, they were getting a lot of eighty eights. Yeah, they were getting of... a lot of eighty eight, eighty nine, eighty sevens. And I look, I looked at the one they they were uh, released today, uh, and it was an eighty seven. And I'm like, and I, I to myself, I chuckled a little bit. And I'm like, well. <laughs> it's it's not a it's not a perfect process it's not because there's a lot of factors that go into it 
and they do they do a really good job. Uh, I don't always agree with their tasting notes, but that's very subjective. But you know, usually whether or not it's a good cigar or not, I I, I agree with it on their on the on the final on their final scoring kind of thing. So yeah, I mean that's the that's the abbreviated uh, version of that conversation, Tim. I'm going to write that down uh, so that we can talk about that on our well. By the time this comes out, because of time travel, uh, we'll probably already have talked about it on the last After Dark show. Oh, uh, on the last After that... Dark show of the year. Yeah, 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 that's right. December, uh, yeah, that's already, God, time travel's fucking hard. It, it, it not, is, yeah. This it's is, not even middle of November yet. The, the clear the air, I'm sorry, the After Dark show, after this show, will be January 5th, I believe. Yeah, but we'll talk about it on the December one. Correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys have already heard that conversation. Go check that out. If you missed the, the live, it's up on YouTube. Uh, it's up on Rumble. Uh, go check it out. It's our After Dark show. Uh, it's the first Friday of every month where uh, myself, Tim, uh, and Nick, when he is available, uh, sit down. Uh, and we, uh, we sit down with our, with our LE Club members. They're able to lo- uh, log on and join the call and talk and ask questions and give their perspective. If you'd like to join the LE Club, Go to simplystogies.com and in the top right-hand corner, LE Club, just uh, register. That's all you got to do, $10 a month, $100 a year. And you, too, can join the conversation. Otherwise, you can watch live and uh, get in on the chat there on YouTube or Facebook uh, and uh, give us your opinion that way. And we're always uh, checking the chat and and, uh, bringing you in on the conversation. But we do appreciate your any support financially you can give us, but we certainly uh, are very appreciative of the support you give us just by listening to this show and telling your friends, Hey, show's not that bad. Like you should probably listen to it maybe for just a couple minutes. It's not, it's not terrible. Like that Nick guy knows a lot like that fat. We're fuck. like the, we're like the PBS of uh, podcasts, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're asking for donations. <laughs> this show has been very, very uh, shill heavy. And for that, I don't apologize. This is an expensive thing to do. $10 a month, $100 a year, uh, and you can uh, you can join that. But, yeah. Uh, look, guys, it's been a fun show. I appreciate it. I know Tim wants to get out of here for some reason. He's like, we got this other thing to do that's been scheduled for, like, fucking hurry up. So, I guess we got to go, Nick. I guess. Is that the case? Is that yeah. What we gotta... yeah. All right. Let's All go. Right. Well, all right. Well, I appreciate everybody watching. Uh, and I, I, I really do appreciate Charlie coming on. It was great to have him on uh, a great last guest for this year. It's been a hell of a year. Fantastic year. Uh, go back and listen to all the shows. If you missed any, we've had some, we've had some bangers on. We've had Luciano, Charlie Minato, Pete Johnson. Uh, I know I'm missing some folks, Brian Desmond, uh, John Lorendi, uh, and Adrian from Peter James, we've had, uh, I could, I could, the list goes on and on. And honestly, there's too many to name, but I want to thank all of our guests this year for coming on, spending some time with us, sharing their knowledge and their experience with us. I want to thank Nick for coming on this year. Nick, you are a scholar and a gentleman, sir, uh, especially put up with my shenanigans. Uh, so I appreciate that. Tim, I always appreciate everything you do, uh, except hosting this show. I don't know why you do that. Um, Uh, but uh, I, I do, I appreciate that. I appreciate all, all of our reviewers and, and especially you guys at home watching this, uh, or listening to it. Uh, you guys are why we keep doing this. Cause trust me, if I look tomorrow and no one was listening to this, I'd still do it. Cause the empty can rattles the most. And on that terrible disappointment, uh, that's Nick Cirrus somewhere around here. Uh, Tim's here. Uh, like I'll just point to things now and make him figure it out <laughs> in editing. <laughs> Let's go Vanna White. <laughs> I am, uh, 
I'm your host, James. Uh, Until next year, stay smoky, friends.